Welcome to Fastbook, the comedy podcast where you guys are the stars of the show. Okay, so as this is the first episode in the series, I just wanted to put out a a little disclaimer, really, uh, and set a few things straight. So this is going to be an adult-themed podcast. This isn't actually meant for people under the age of 18. Uh, This isn't meant for anybody that is easily offended. Uh, We do live in an age of complete wet blankets. So um, if if you know certain words upset you and make you shake and really concerned about life then you might as well switch off now because some of the stuff you're going to hear over the course of the weeks and months ahead is going to be pretty shocking i imagine um <laughs> i'm well i'm hoping anyway um so this is it's going to have adult content it has got adult adult humor um so it's not meant for minors it is not meant for the the lame new woke ones because let's face it actually we live we now live in an age where even though everyone is supposed to be you know so understanding and so over the top politically correct we actually live in a time where there's more bullying than ever and actually a more judgmental world uh than than i've ever seen in my life and you know i come from a generation where we could actually laugh at stuff and not be um, shot down for it as one of my heroes uh, ricky gervais says it's not offensive you find it offensive it's two different things so um if you're one of these people that's just gonna whinge and moan about everything then turn this off because this shit ain't for you okay so this first story it's from wayne and it says dear fastbook my story goes back to 1998 when i went on a school trip to snowdonia It was a camping trip as part of an activities week where myself and my classmates were taking on a hike up Mount Snowden. Oh shit, here we go. What's this going to be? Oh god. As usual, it was freezing cold, but armed with thermals and the hyperactiveness of a group of teenagers, we were ready for this task. The morning of the hike, we all got ready and congregated around the starting point, where teachers were making last-minute checks and a guide was giving us a safety briefing and preparing us for what lay ahead. We were a class of kids that were by no means angels, but there was one kid in particular that was a proper shitbag. (laughs) The most disruptive kid you could imagine, that at every point and every opportunity played up to cause a scene or get attention. Yeah, I think we've all had one of those in our class or our school. We, um, some of you might have been that kid. Um... Yeah, no comment. Um, The perfect example of an ADHD poster child. Wow. Uh, We had all been hoping that he wasn't coming on the trip, but to our dismay, he did indeed come along, thinking he was the dog's bollocks, showing off at every stage throughout the trip so far. Of course, he made out that he was some sort of expert of the great outdoors and hiking, like some sort sort of Asbo Ray Mears on a horrendous sugar rush. We all knew he was full of shit, but humoured him to keep the peace. He was quite clearly pissing everybody off, but oh, how the tables would turn. Oh, God. We set off on the walk, and of course, Ray Mears' evil spawn charged on in front. Literally in no time at all, after walking maybe 20 minutes, if that, 
This kid decided in his expert opinion that the best way to tackle an upcoming section of barbed wire fence was to run at it full speed <laughs> and attempt to jump it in one clean arc. What followed next will stay with us all forever. <laughs> oh, this is brilliant already and I don't even know what's happening. Um, as he made his Olympic effort approach to the fence, we watched on in anticipation and dread. I'm not sure at what point it happened, but he got his entire launch completely wrong. Whether he misjudged or slipped, I'm not sure. But he proceeded to get one leg over the fence, leaving the other behind, while his momentum forced his body over the fence in a sort of dragging motion. The beautiful, idyllic countryside air was filled with the most blood-curdling scream you could possibly imagine. I can still hear it now and it makes me shiver. The kid lay the other side of the barbed wire fence with his trousers shredded down the middle. As we, as we ran to him, a teacher and the guide were first to arrive to him. Once we got close enough to see, we realised that it was not just his trousers that were shredded. Oh shit. Oh god. He had in fact, during his journey over the fence, impaled his scrotum on a... Oh fuck off. On a barbed wire spike which proceeded to shred his ball bag like a Rottweiler on a baby rabbit. <laughs> Fuck off, this can't be true. Oh my god, really? Oh, Sorry, every male listener out there, I'm sure you're feeling the same shiver. I just, I'll just go over that bit a little bit again. Um, he had, in fact, during his journey over the fence, impaled his scrotum on a barbed wire spike which proceeded to shred his ball bag like a Rottweiler on a baby rabbit. Oh, Jesus. A gloopy pool of red with little swirls and flecks of creamy white <laughs> were around his groin area like what can only be described as a bag of melted strawberry and cream campino sweets. This is so wrong. And and the smell. Oh, holy Christ, the smell. How close, Wayne, how close did you get to this guy's shredded scrotum to be able to smell it? Oh, fucking hell. An air ambulance was on scene pretty quickly to airlift the lad to hospital to have his onion bag fixed. And our trip was cut short. Although disappointed that the hike didn't go ahead, what happened that fateful morning provided topic of conversation to occupy us all for a long time to come. Eventually, the lad returned to school and life went on, with the subject regularly arising over the months that followed. <laughs> Nobody ever found out in great detail if there were any lasting effects of this nightmare injury, but I do know that some 24 years later, he is happily married, <laughs> but has no children. <laughs> oh, that's a surprise. I'm guessing this is because he left half of his reproductive organs up on, up on Mount Snowden. Oh, Jesus Christ. Thank you very much, Fastbook. Much love, Wayne. Fucking hell, Wayne. Come on. Oh, First story of the first episode of the first series, man. That's... Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, um, yeah, so that's, um, 
what the hell do you say to that? Honestly, like, what? I mean, that scarred me, and I, I wasn't there. Jesus Christ. So this poor lad ripped his ball bag open on a barbed wire fence, and now <laughs> he's happily married but has no children. Wow. Jesus Christ. Um, brilliant. Thank you so much, Wayne. Um, I, I think thank you. No, thank you. I'm, yeah, this is what this show is all about. Um, I want crazy, I want rank, I want disturbing, disgusting, hilarious, everything. Um, also, Wayne, um, if at any point you do end up contacting this old mate again, or if you've stayed in touch, uh, please let us know how, how are his bollocks. Okay, next up, we've got a email from Phil, and it says, Greetings, Fastbook. Are you ready to go on a magical journey through time? <laughs> I've, I've already got the feeling that this is over-promising somewhat. Uh, okay, the year is 1989. I am a 13-year-old boy in my second year of secondary school. Today is just like any other day. I'm just coming to the end of the second lesson of the day, history. I'm sat waiting eagerly for break time, watching the clock. Suddenly, the bell rings. Freedom! <laughs> I love how you've literally written this, like you're there telling everybody your surroundings and what's going on, what you can see and hear and stuff. This is cool. I get up from my desk, grab my bag and charge for the classroom door. As I make my way out of the class and into the hallway, I notice that there is a small crowd gathering around the door of the boys' toilet, <laughs> which is about 20 yards from where I'm standing. I make my way over to see what's going on as the crowd begins to grow. I have to know what's going on. <laughs> oh, God. As I approached, I saw... Oh, we've gone to the past tense now, have we? Okay, got bored of that bit. <laughs> as I approached... I saw that the door of the boys' toilets is wedged fully open, exposing the wall of the urinals for all to see. There seemed to be some commotion, some laughing and shouting, but I couldn't quite see past the crowd of shitty 80s haircuts to make out what everyone was so excited about. I asked the girl stood next to me what was going on. She said, someone's done a massive shit in the urinal. <laughs> Being a 13-year-old boy, of course, I laughed heartily and asked if this was really true. The buzz was working its way through the ever-growing crowd, confirming that someone had indeed done a massive shit in a urinal. <laughs> oh. It was 1989. I was a 13-year-old boy. There was no internet, mobiles or social media, so as you can imagine, this was the biggest and best news story of the 20th century. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine that in my school, being that age at that time, yeah, this would have been big news. So I just had to get a look. I needed to. My life depended on it. But alas, all I managed to see was the top end of the ugly brown demon, <laughs> the ugly brown demon curving just over the edge of the urinal pan like a chocolate sunset. <laughs> Beautiful. Like a well-rehearsed military manoeuvre, teachers appeared like the SAS. <laughs> teachers appeared like the SAS and quickly split up the crowd, dispersed us all in different directions and proceeded to seal off the perimeter. 
This standoff with the turd from hell had reached its dramatic climax and the teachers took back control as they began to launch their investigation. <laughs> it's like something out of like 24 or something. It's amazing. Throughout break time, lunchtime and indeed the rest of the lessons, this was the only topic of conversation. The question on everyone's lips, who shat in the urinal? <laughs> A few days passed and the conversation surrounding the day's events started to fizzle out until it happened again, <laughs> this time in the toilets near the maths block. A giant steaming turd lying peacefully in a urinal. <laughs> Nobody could believe it had happened again. <laughs> oh my God. Nobody could believe it had happened again. Teachers started pulling in every kid who had left their class or been out of lesson for any reason on those days for a full interrogation. The teachers needed to find out who was the culprit and fast before they struck again. <laughs> Which exactly two days later is precisely what happened. <laughs> only this only this time someone had completely raked out their bowels in the sink. <laughs> Fucking hell. How, how do you do, how do you do that in a school? Like constantly buzzing with kids, thousands of them, someone's got to see that. Oh dear God. So yeah, someone had completely raked out their bowels in the sink. The fucking sink. This was other level. This was like in the film Predator, where the soldiers take, set the traps and the Predator takes Blaine's body from right under their noses as they sleep. <laughs> This serial shit vandal had now earned themselves a title in the playgrounds. The name on the street, the urban legend, they would forever be known. <laughs> they would forever be known as the Phantom Crapper. <laughs> That's <was> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and even though this elusive character was winning over the hearts and minds of the kids, <laughs> like an incontinent Robin Hood, <laughs> the teachers had to find them fast. What would follow absolutely beggars belief. How, right, before I move on, how can it get any more extreme than this? <laughs> Nobody will ever know whether it was just the work of just one person, the Phantom Crapper, <laughs> I love that name, <laughs> or whether there was <laughs> obsessive copycats, but random human shits started to appear in all sorts of places around the school. <laughs> Fuck you know, how has this school not been shut down? <laughs> Stationary cupboards. <laughs> Fuck you know, Sports hall changing rooms, even in a classroom next to <laughs> next to a teacher's desk. <laughs> this has got to be bollocks. <laughs> the school was on high alert, <laughs> like some sort of terrorist attack. This foul activity had now happened over a two-week period, and the teachers were losing their tempers. The school was practically on lockdown, <laughs> whether it was because of this action being very fast and institutional, but one day, these extremely risky shits had stopped. For good. 
the Phantom Crapper had gone dark. <laughs> it seemed their shitting days were over. <laughs> to my knowledge, nobody ever found out who it was behind that shitty mask. <laughs> and to this day, the true identity of the Phantom Crapper remains one of life's unsolved mysteries. <laughs> Many thanks, Fastbook, Phil. Oh my god. Phil, incredible work. Thank you so much for your beautifully worded story of the Phantom Crapper. Oh my god. I love those old school stories about things because you wouldn't get away with it today. Because schools, like I imagine nowadays, they've got like CCTV and all sorts in them. But yeah, I identify with this. When I was at school, like actually, you could get away with a hell of a lot. Um, I don't know if I would have ever pushed it as far as like shitting next to a teacher's desk. Um, that's fair, fairly extreme. That's you know, my brain's in full overdrive now. I'm thinking, how how would you go about this? You'd have to do it after hours, or God, the mind boggles. This is incredible. But yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Phil. This is exactly what we want. Nice work. So this next one is from Anonymous and it says, Dear Fastbook, I wanted to share a story with you that goes back some 20 plus years. When I was a sprightly teenager, me and my mates were all very keen skateboarders. We would spend every spare minute on our skateboards trying to perfect tricks that we saw the likes of Tony Hawk doing. God, didn't we all, eh? I was I was well into that. Tony Hawk. Who played that on PlayStation 1? Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Wow. What a game. Banging soundtrack as well. Anyway, I digress. Uh, back to the story. Sorry. Um, it was the start of the summer holidays, and as usual, me and my friends frequented our local skate park every day. The skate park was in a fairly remote area in a larger park in our small town. It was never busy, we were the only people who used it, so we considered it very much ours by rights, and it was the safest place on earth. One particular morning, my mates arrived at my house to call for me, as I was the last one on the route to the skate park. As we were about to leave, my mum said to us, Be careful today, boys. Apparently there's a tramp in the area. <laughs> to clarify for the younger listener, I was just going to do this actually, but he, luckily uh, Anonymous has put this in. Um, to clarify for the younger listeners, back some 20 plus years ago, tramp was not a derogatory term for a rough girl, but actually a term used to refer to a homeless man that more often than not travelled from place to place, staying for a period of time in one place before moving on, sleeping rough, wherever they could. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, kids today probably know the word tramp as... Um, yeah, a name you'd call uh, some bloody rough maid. But um, yeah, it was um, a less politically correct term for um, someone that's like a sleeping rough or a homeless person uh, that moved around. So yeah, um, this particular tramp was the talk of the town as he used the <laughs> talk of the town, bloody hell, as he used the town bus a number of times. Well, tramp with money, cool. Uh, which happened to be the bus that a number of us kids used to get home from school. A recipe for disaster, that isn't it? Christ. A few times, the said tramp got on the bus and tried to, be <laughs> tried to befriend us kids by telling us jokes on the way home. <laughs> he used to stand up in the middle walkway near the front, reeling off extremely inappropriate jokes 
for a bunch of kids like some sort of <laughs> like some sort of fucked up tour guide. <laughs> what an image. Go another one for you. Um right, one joke he told us which will always stay with me was what do you call a woman with no legs sat in a strawberry patch? A jammy cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is good. That is good. I'll give him that. That is good. Maybe not quite appropriate in on a bus full of school children, but um, we've all we've all been there. Um, so right back to the story. Sorry. So when my mum told us about the tramp in the area, we were not really concerned. If I'm honest, because we knew of him, we set off for the skate park. We spent all day skateboarding, having a laugh, and just enjoying hanging out together. Lo and behold, towards the late afternoon, in the distance across the park near a wooded area, was the legendary tramp. He was too far away to talk to, and didn't appear to be paying any attention to us, so we didn't think anything of it. After all, apart from telling miners extremely inappropriate jokes, we considered him harmless. Um, yeah, it was different. Different world back then, wasn't it? Um, not the same level of nastiness that we see today, um. Uh, it got to, it got towards dusk and the day's events naturally coming to a close. We got all of our stuff together and we were gearing up to head off. One of our mates, who I won't name to protect their anonymity, decided that he was going to stay there for a little bit to practice a particular trick that he had been working on. So we all said goodbye and left him to it. It would be the next day before we found out what happened after we left, oh fucking hell, I hope this is funny and it's not like some sort of like murder story or something. Remember, this was a time before mobile phones, no social media, etc. Okay. It turns out that after we left the skate park, the mate who stayed on to skate by himself must have fallen and knocked himself out. To his horror, when he finally woke up, it was dark. His trousers and pants were down <laughs> around his knees. <laughs> Off. Oh, this is the only danger with this, um, because I don't read them first. I don't know what I'm gonna find. Um, so hopefully, <laughs> God. Um, so yeah, to his horror, when he finally woke up, it was dark. His trousers and pants were down around his knees. <laughs> his ass, his ass was absolutely killing him. <laughs> Why am I laughing? And it was covered with a semi-dried sticky substance. Oh, oh don't. Oh, it's, oh. <clears throat> Rumour has it that the lad had knocked himself out and the opportunistic tramp hanging around the trees stumbled upon him lying helplessly in the middle of a half-pipe and decided that he wanted to go more than halfway up his pipe. Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh, is this... Oh. Needless to say, we didn't go out skating again for ages after that. No shit. Well, even more strangely, the tramp was never seen again from that day on. <laughs> Hell. I have such mixed feelings on this, I'll be honest. Um, I really hope this is not true. Um, it just ends there. Um, thanks, Anonymous. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ.
Well, 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 it has unfortunately come to that time, the end of the first episode. Um, Big thank you to everyone for listening in. I hope you have enjoyed it even half as much as I have. I've had an absolute blast reading these stories out. They did brilliant. Um, Thanks, big thanks to everyone for emailing in. And if you haven't, you guys listening, I want you, I want your stories. Um, Anything you've got, anything funny, everyone's got a funny story to tell. I want real real people like us to share some hilarious experiences um so if you have got something you'd like to share i would absolutely love to see it um please email over to farce f-a-r-c-e underscore book at outlook.com i absolutely cannot wait to see what i get and until next time my friends thank you so much have a wonderful time bye 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 bye